After a summer of upheaval, a change of manager that most of us never seen coming, and pre-season trips to Portugal, Japan and Dublin, Celtic are finally back to the real stuff on Saturday as they take on Ross County on Flag Day at Celtic Park. This is Tino with the Pre-Match Show and I'm joined here by Paddy. Paddy, it's been a long enough summer and good night to get back to it this weekend. Uh, it really has and, you know, I, I was even actually not too bothered with the fact that we, we have the, the Women's World Cup, but the the timings for that have uh, it's been quite difficult to get up and view, to be honest. Most of us are working when it's on, so... Uh, to have some form of football back. I even found myself watching the Hibs game last night. What a bone game. But it's, it's back. I'm over the moon. I'm really looking forward to this season. Uh, I'm looking forward to the hype, the drama that has been created for, from across the road again and looking forward just to, to squander those hopes once more. Indeed. Yeah, so I think there's plenty for us to get excited about as well. As I mentioned, there, you know, summer of upheaval, um, definitely a summer that most of us never seen coming just with the, the change in manager. So lots to get into as well. Let's take a quick glance, Paddy, before we get into Ross County stuff, take a quick glance at the pre-season. So just generally looking for your thoughts on the game so far. We played those four games. We had the 6-4 loss to Yokohama Marinos and the 1-0-1 over Gamba Osaka out in Japan. We then draw one each with Wills over in Dublin last week before a 3-2-1 over Atletico Bilbao on Tuesday night in the James Forrest game. Uh, Stats-wise, uh, so it's two two wins, one draw and a loss. Nine goals scored, but also nine goals conceded. So what's your general take on the, the games that we've played? Yeah, I think watching the games that we've played, uh, the, the attacking side of things has been very, very interesting. Um, watching those players that you know we would love to see make their mark this season, uh, really, really stepping up in pre-season. And I go with the likes of Maeda, I bring Matt O'Reilly into that, and I have to say, after the performance on Tuesday night, uh, Alexandro Bernabe should be proud of himself as well. Um, I really thought he had more of an attacking side that we haven't seen before um, and looked very comfortable going forward. Um, on the defensive side, I actually, I'm holding, I'm holding a, a little bit back on that because there's just been so much upheaval with our back line. Uh, two right-backs hardly kicked, well, didn't kick a ball pre-season bar Rousing on Tuesday. Um, we've got a new centre-half coming in, he got 45 minutes and there was no Carter Vickers up until Tuesday as well. Starfelt probably being the most used. When you've got Liam Scales and Stephen Welsh and, and Iwata kind of uh, serving those positions over the, the, the course of it all, I'm not too, but I'm not focusing on that. I think we've all got that little bit of doubt with Joe Hart, but also we've got to remember Joe Hart never had his settled back line in front of him as well. I think that's a big factor for goalkeepers too. Um, do we still look for a goalkeeper? Yes, absolutely. I'm not saying we don't. Um, but domestically, I still think Hearts up to the up to the standard required. Um, I, yeah, a, a good run out for us and a good test. And very interesting to hear Rogers' comments at the end of it all, basically saying that I'm just in the door. This is allowing me to see what I need, where I need these players do I need to replace them or can I work with the guys I've got? And very much what I expected. Um, and I think obviously I know we'll want to that, but I just think it's uh, it should calm a lot of nerves, should calm a lot of fans that we've got this four weeks ahead of us and it'll be tried and tested or it'll be, no, do you know what, we need someone in. And I'm pretty sure that list will be, will be drawn up by now. I think it will be. I, I watched Brendan Rodgers' press conference ahead of this one and he stressed the, the requirement for him to assess the team. You know, he's had to take that time and he's taking his time with it. He mentioned, 
you know, the term clean slate, and he said that applies to guys like Bernabe that you've mentioned. Even Liam Scales, who I think most would accept probably doesn't have a future at Celtic Park, but you never know. Brendan Rodgers needs to make his own call on him and a few others. Um, you've highlighted the likes of Bernabe, O'Reilly, Maeda. Any others that stood out for you pre-season? David Turnbull's obviously made some headlines, got the one the other night. Kyogo looked very sharp, great goal against Wolves. Even Leah Labada, good few assists in there. Anyone else jumping out? I still think with uh, David Turnbull, um, I, I don't think I would be going about giving him a new contract, no. I don't think he's earned it, uh, personally. Um, I think that we see how he goes this season before there's any talk of that. If he becomes a bit of a consistent uh, part of the, the, the starting 11 or, or a consistent used sub and, and is definitely adding to that, then yeah, we have that discussion. But at this point, no, I've not seen enough from him. Um, that wants that and Celtic have got that bit of a dilemma did he cash in on him um, or do they hope that you know he he, he kicks on from the, the early form that he's shown um, but we've got to remember after the Champions League campaign last year we were all crying out to to, to bring this this start of 11 to a new level um, and for me I don't I don't see David Tumble taking it to that level required um, and there's still a few other players and that lineup that I'm, I, I've got the same opinion of, I still think that we we need, say, probably two or three uh, players that are, are going to come in, and, and, and you would expect be knocking on the door, uh, knocking the door for a place in the, the starting eleven. So, no sentiments to, to tumble, unfortunately. Um, and Kyogo looking sharp as ever. Um, don't know where all obviously the the shoulder stories have came from, and. I know that's maybe something he has to look at down the line, but for the time being, he looks he looks relatively good to go, relatively sharp. I just hope that it's just not used against us at a later point. I don't I don't think, or I would hope that teams don't go and try and do the nasty in the shoulder, but it's just you just never know with this league as well. Yeah, a, a real lack of sentimentality shown there towards David Turnbull, Paddy, right? Yeah, of the Ange Postecoglou book of. Uh, cold behaviour. Uh, I never thought it was your kind of stuff. I just think that, you know, like, I'm hardened to these things now. Uh, as, as we've said before, we've had players that have come in, blown us away and they've left after 18 months, two years. We've had, we're, we're now getting managers doing it to us and I just think that if we're not getting that level, and I, I understand the injury the guys had, but you at this team, I don't think there's any time for hanging about. You need to be able to hit the ground running. You need to go over that issue, that fear. There can't be, there's a player there, but he's just he's just not got the confidence. You might get that time from Rogers, but I tell you what, there'll be someone else in the background saying we could make money off him at the moment. So I just, I think it's a very difficult decision. Um, I just don't think he's done enough. I really don't. It's that real dilemma for Celtic in any club when a player enters that final 12 months, do you stick or twist? Do you maybe offer him a new deal in case you know he, he really turns it on this season and who knows? I think David Turnbull's got the ability to do so, but whether he does or not is certainly up for debate and I can understand your viewpoint and, and various others. I'm hopeful, I, I really like him, I've always liked him and I'm hopeful that he'll step up. But now's the time. You know, he's he's done okay in pre-season, got a couple of decent goals. He needs to do more. So let's see what happens there. You mentioned Joe Hart, and I think it's a really fair point that not a lot of us have considered. Yes, he's had some shaky moments in pre-season, but there's been a real mishmash of defenders in front of him. Tomoki Awaka playing right back should never be happening. So there's obviously a bit of bad luck there that Johnson and Ralston have both been out. 
Uh, you've then had the mixed bag of central defenders between Scales, uh, Kobe, Kobayashi temporarily before he got injured, uh-huh. Stephen Welsh, now Carter Vickers back, Navrocki, you know, brand new to the team. All that stuff, that cannot be easy. Uh, you know, to to work behind as a goalkeeper. So yes, he's made mistakes, but I think there's got to be a you know cover given to him for that. Um, just before we move on, I was going to ask you where you think we're still light. Time after time, the responses from a lot of the fan base seem to be goalkeeper and left back. Is that where you are, or, or anything different to that? I think that for me, we've lost um, an incredible an incredible player in Jota. I think you need to try and replace that. I don't think we are at a position to be able to say that uh, the young guy Tillio is going to come in and, and take that mantle. Um, I think that's too much pressure. I think that that's the position for me that we need to try and replace. Um, we spoke in depth about a, a striker in one of the, the most recent, recent shows. Um, I'm not so worried about that. To be honest, for the year going forward, I think that we've we've got enough about us domestically that we we um, we can cope for maybe those three or four games that we're gonna we're gonna be without. Um, but for me, a winger, I'd then say a, a, a goalkeeper, um, but I would also think about a left back as well. Yeah, other yeah. positions. Interesting, the winger position. A lot of people don't mention it, and it's not something I've discussed much because mm. there are a lot of bodies there. But you're right, Jota is a different level, isn't he? So, yes, you know, Tillo has come in, Yang's come in, James Forrest is, you know, great great to see him, you know, rewarded with the, the testimonial, but, you know, at the wrong end of his career now. Mm-hmm. Um, Abada, you know, he's got talent, but is he Jota? Not yet, certainly. So, yeah, there's a valid point, you know, do, do, you, do you go and take some of that money? You know, there's, there's big cash coming Celtic's way for the sale of Jota. Do you take some of that and invest in another flair player? He, he's a bit of a once in a lifetime is too dramatic, but you don't see a guy like Jota all that often, do you? You don't, and I think like a lot of us are, are waiting on this uh, ready-made player to come into the team, and I, I think that it, it's very, very difficult for Celtic. We are we're in such an awkward position for signing players. I don't. I think I said a few weeks ago, if there's a player that is is going to come in with like a bit of quality that maybe even just needs a restart to his career, like a, a kickstart. Uh, there's four or five teams that are looking at that player and thinking they can do the same as what Celtic can do. And I just think that we don't know how many players we've approached and been told, no, you're not meeting the, the amount required or the interest isn't there from the player as well. It's just a very, very delicate situation for us. Um, the model has worked in terms of bringing in players that we, we don't know. But our scouting network has, has delivered over the last two seasons that when we are signing these guys that are coming in, I have high hopes, but I can understand just slight worry. The slight worry that there's uh, there's just not a match for the for for what we've we've lost, and I think that you know we've almost been spoiled with someone like uh, with Jota and 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 what what he delivered for us. I just think that it will. I I don't know if we do replace him. I don't know, but if we're going to try and look for someone similar. We're probably looking at a player that's played what a hundred odd games, has has done well for his team, is in and about maybe the international setup, and we're going to have to spend money for that. Yeah, we continue to be linked. It's a bit quieter now, but generally we've been linked with is it Fabian Ryder, the Swiss, mm-hmm. and he himself 
seems to come with high pedigree. He's played international football, um, but the, the ticket price seems to be somewhere between 12 and 50 million. So these guys, you can't pick them up for the four, five, and six. You need to go into a different bracket. And whether Celtic do that or not uh, is a different question. Um, you've also got the the fact that I heard Jurgen Klopp bemoaning this uh, the other day, the fact that the Saudi Arabian transfer window stays open later than that in Europe, meaning that what you could have is a player that gets a you know, life-changing offer after the close of the European window. So just say Hitati got offered sometime after 1st of September, takes that move, leaving you no option to replace him. And Jurgen Klopp's saying that's a real issue because there's players now across the globe waiting for that big money move and, and waiting for that call from their agent to say, such and such in Saudi, won't you? And that could just add a real further span of the works. We debated it on the show, myself, James and Joe at the top of the week there about the fact that Jot has now made that move, but we think the team's fairly settled. I don't think anyone's settled if that kind of money comes in for you. Hatati, Kyogo, Maeda, I'm talking guys that have signed new deals. If something in Saudi offers you the big bag of dough, it's very hard for any player to say no to it. I, I totally agree. I think it's uh, it's such a predicament we find ourselves in there. I think that something created again by the, the wealth of that league down south um, you know, those transfer windows were brought in to cur- curtail the, the, the spending, basically. Uh, and, it, and it actually made the bubble bigger. Um, and it's starting to burst. Um, but unfortunately, we are just... We will deal with the, 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 the downside turn of all of that as well, as a league. Um, yeah, we, we need to be ready. I think if someone was to come in and take the tatty, I would be absolutely devastated. I do think we'll get plenty of cover. But I would still be gutted to lose him. I think he's, for I, I've said before after uh, after Callum McGregor, I'd say he's our best player. Um, but as a club guy, it's a, it's a it's a horrible situation to be in, knowing that anyone anyone could be a target for any team. Um, and you just hope that there's a bit of uh, respect and a bit of like good sportsmanship in the sense of these teams are approaching us now and saying, "Listen, we're giving you time to replace," you know, and they don't come snooping around later on. Because it could really, it could really play with the, the players' mindset as well. Um, if they were refused to even have talks, and um, but I don't think Celtic, if it's twenty plus, Celtic aren't, aren't refusing uh, chats about that amount of money. If it's twenty million or more, we just won't. We will always entertain that. Yeah, I think you've said that before. Celtic don't say no to those kind of offers. It's just it's the it's the place we find ourselves in in the hierarchy and in the pecking order. I just think yeah. um, not, not to be the the prophet of doom. You know, generally you know a lot of positive stuff going on just now, but there is still a chance. And I heard Brendan Rodgers lean towards it in some of his comments with the the pre match press conference. There is still a chance that someone will come and sign one of our big ticket players. Hatati's you know been mentioned. O'Reilly certainly get you know people looking at him. A badder that we've mentioned, who knows? And somebody could come in late in the window and Celtic need to be prepared for that and make sure, you know, we're talking about goalies, left-back, wingers, maybe striker. There could be one out the blue. But, you know, you could lose a centre-half like Carter Vickers, for example. And Celtic need to be ready for that and that's always going to be the danger. But that's now been heightened by the Saudi business. So we'll just need to see how that goes. Well, do, Paddy, we'll get back to Ross County stuff. Um, in terms of availability, so Rogers was speaking there about Carter Vickers and Ralston. They returned during the week against Atletico Bilbao. Both seem to come through okay, but they'll be monitored closely ahead of Saturday's kickoff. So we'll need to wait and see. Others, such as Alistair Johnson, Yuki Kobayashi, and Marco Tilio, remain out injured. We've seen a whole 
raft of bodies, Paddy, across the preseason games, but there's now some big calls for Rodgers to make, isn't there? And let's start with the goalie and the defence. What do you think we'll see there? So I, I was dreading this bit, to be honest, because <laughs> I, 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 I think I'm okay defence wise, but I'm having a nightmare about the midfield. Uh, I think I, it will be Joe Hart for me tomorrow. Um, I think he's not lost that jersey to the other two goalkeepers that we have. Um, and I think we will probably see uh, Ralston start just because it's a, a natural, comfortable position for him. Um, for me, I, I'm i a bit unsure because, again, today I've been hearing a lot of rumours about Starfelt um, being linked away with us as well. So I think maybe kind of what Rogers is talking about, we might still lose some big players. I would put him in that list as well. Um, so I would like to think it would be a Starfelt Carter Vickers starting tomorrow. But I wouldn't be surprised if we've seen Navrocki put uh, pop up there and Starfelt out the squad if that is a sign he is going to be heading somewhere else. Um, Greg Taylor, it's it's his, his shirt to lose at left back, um, and I think that you know he'll be he'll be gunning to get going this season. Um, so yeah, I think uh, he he'll be our left back for tomorrow as well. And I think you know Greg Taylor's he's he's got a bit about him. He's, he's got a lot of character and really big performances over the last couple of seasons, particularly last season. But he'll now, listen, like anybody, he'll hear the noise. He'll hear things, you know, whether he listens to us or not, I don't know, but he'll hear things, uh, you know, different articles, different fan groups speaking about the fact that he's maybe going to struggle as a chance for Burnaby. And it'll be interesting to see how he responds to that. And um, I think he will get the nod tomorrow. I think he should get the nod tomorrow. But there's a, there's a genuine challenge for him there. I mean, just to pin you down on it, Paddy, I agree with you. I think Hart with the goalie. You've gone Ralston and Taylor as a fullbacks. Carter Vickers. Are you going to go for Starfelt? Are you going to stick with him over Navarroca? Do you think that will be the nod? I do. I do. If if Starfelt isn't leaving, aye. Fair I, enough. I, I really do. I think, as I said in the, the show the other week, there, I still think it's his, uh, his jersey. Um, and and I think that the big man's definitely going to be in and about the the start of living this season. Um, but I think the respect earned. By Starfelt gives him that jersey tomorrow, in my opinion. I think you're you're just about right there. Um, midfield is a nightmare. You've mentioned <laughs> that. Um, I put an article out yesterday, basically saying that the maths don't add up. You know, six players in three positions just doesn't go. So you've got McGregor, Hattati, and O'Reilly, who were generally the the three Ange went with last season. But you've now got Odin, Thiago, Home, and Quan in the mix, as well as David Turnbull that we've mentioned, who's obviously trying to make things happen. So, who do you think it goes with, buddy? I think I think it will be the first three you mentioned. My only slight potential, like it might it might just come in and it might just throws a little bit is home and for O'Reilly. Um but I would be very, very surprised to see that as well. Um I just think that home comes with a lot of like um I don't know, there's some there's something about him. I think there's a lot of clubs that have been looking at him but just been uncertain of taking the plunge and signing a player from the Norwegian League. We've taken that plunge. I think we can afford to take that plunge in that sense for the level that we play at. Um, but I think it comes with a lot of like suitors that are, are, are interested in him and they'll, they'll be very interested to see how he does at Celtic. And I don't think he comes to Celtic unless he's been told you're going to be part of the start of living as well. That's what I feel with that. And on that note, so I, I think he's, he's shown... 
flashes of what he can potentially offer in pre-season. There's been some really good stuff from him. And it's a huge move, isn't it, as well? He's a young man, you know, a couple of million pound price tag. Um, if he were to come in, do you see him in a more advanced role or do you think he might sit and allow McGregor to go forward? This is this is a big chat, isn't it? A lot of folk are talking about Rogers had McGregor in that more advanced position when he was here first time around and he might just want to do that again, whether it's with Quan sitting behind him, Turnbull behind him, even Awata, if he somehow finds himself back in the midfield. We've not even mentioned him amongst those six. Mm-hmm. Do you think there is a chance that we'll be nudging Callum McGregor further up? I don't see why... Um we don't have the, the flexibility to try both. Um, I was thinking about this. Like, I think Ange was very rigid in this sense that he, he wanted McGregor there just as that 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 player that gets it, player that understands the reading of the game. I think through the middle, we see a lot more movement in terms of Rogers' teams. Um, I think a lot of it is coming down from the wings, in, in, in my opinion. But... I wouldn't be surprised if if we do see a, a bit of a rotation with uh, with the three, in that sense. Um, more so, I would I think Hatati would be given a bit more of a a freer role. But I think home for me and behind the striker would suit me better than 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 Callum McGregor would. Uh, and I'm not taking away from McGregor being able to do that. I just think that that's home's more natural in that position um, from what I've read up about him and um, from from what I've I've seen of him as well. But not not so much with us. I think he's been a little bit further back with us. But um, that also gives me the confidence that he can have that bit of a rotation. If it's not working for him in the attacking mid, swap it over with McGregor or move him into Hattati's position. I, I I generally think all three can play all three places if they were the three to start. And that's a great position to be in. I, I also I, caught Callum McGregor's comments. He was speaking uh, pre-match as well. And amongst other things, he mentioned that there's a, a huge flexibility in the way the manager works. We've spoken about the fact that Rogers has gone away and he's developed as a coach in the, the four years since he's been away from Celtic. He's he's come up against some top managers and he's tinkered with different systems and he'll come back here with fresh ideas. And Cal McGregor said they've worked on you know a few different systems in the pre-matches so far, which allow them to switch in games. And he also mentioned, Rogers mentioned the point that the players will have autonomy in games, if they feel the need to switch into a different system, the way a game's developing or whatever, then they can do so. So it allows Callum McGregor not to be as rigid as he maybe was under Ange, and various other players maybe have that flexibility too. So so we'll go for, you think McGregor, Hattati, O'Reilly tomorrow, Paddy, but, but potentially with a, a bit of movement in the three? I potentially a bit of movement in the three, and I, I just wouldn't be surprised if we see home start over one of one of the three, not just O'Reilly. I think O'Reilly's had a very strong pre-season. Um, and and looking looking very ready to go actually, so I'm hopeful for the big man this year. I really am. Yeah, I think he's looked quite sharp as well. Um, up top, we've seen Abada, Kyogo, and Maeda uh, together to good effect in a couple of the games now. Do you think he goes with those three against Ross County, which would leave guys like Yang, Haksabanovic, Forrest, and O on the bench? I do, I do. I think that's your strongest three at this point in time. Um, I still think that for me. We, it, it, it's not, it's not the, I don't know. I, I think that we, we, we still seem that little bit light up top. Um, for a team that wants to kind of go and try and do something in Europe, um, I'd say Kyogo's the, the one player with just a natural, like, winning instinct, a killer instinct in front of goal. And I think we maybe just need that one 
proven player in uh, in the, the like basically the wing positions to to obviously like aid that as well. Because um, I just don't think it's all going to be down to the wee man all season. I think Maeda will play a part. I really do. Um, my my hope is Abada steps up this season, and and I know we speak so highly of his stats, and I think that that's an incredible achievement in his first two seasons. Second season, hardly kicking a ball due to, obviously, there was a lot of murmurings that he was asking to leave and move on. Um, but for me, I need someone to do it on a consistent basis. And ah, we just need to replace Jota, you know. <laughs> <We do. laughs> I think, um, listen, and Abada, as we agreed, is not Jota and he's, he's never going to be that type of player. But now's a real time for him to step up. You're right, you know, last season wasn't the best season for him. I think he's still got 13 goals despite Aye. that. And I think 15 goals in season one. But now's the real time to step up. But listen, I've, I've no doubt that Abada, like many players, will go into pastures new in due course. And that's fine. That's all part of the model here. But now's a real chance for him to step up. He's going to have Champions League football on offer. And if he can show the best of himself this season, you know, new lease of life and all that stuff under Rodgers, then everybody wins. We get a solid season and he kicks on. So let's see how that goes. I, I've been really excited by Maeda. He obviously hit the ground running with his hat trick against Yokohama. Yokohama, sorry, and he's looked very lively, and we've seen it as well in the, the few games since, and I just think you've got a guy there now who's signed a new deal, is clearly very settled in Scotland and in Glasgow, you know, he's happy to commit his future here, and I think that's going to bring the best of him, so I agree with you, I think Abada, Kyogo and Maeda will be the front three, and, and for good reason, so just to uh, recap your team, Paddy, so Hart and goals, Ralston right back, Greg Taylor left back, Carlos and Vic. Carter Vickers and Starfelt as the central defenders. McGregor, Hitati and O'Reilly, probably the midfield three, but maybe home in the mix there somewhere. Yeah. Uh, and up top, Abada, Kyogo and Maeda. In terms of Ross County, Paddy, I don't know how much you've been watching them during the pre-season. You can let me know in a second. But in terms of their own preparations for the start of the league campaign, they've obviously been playing in the League Cup group sections. They recorded three wins over Stranraer, Morton and Edinburgh City, as well as a draw uh, with Kelty Hearts. I know zero about any recruitment they've been doing. You can maybe bring me up to speed on that if you know. No. And they obviously, they only maintained their Premiership status with a playoff win over Partick Thistle at the end of last season. So what kind of test do you think they'll give us at Celtic Park, Paddy? And how do you think they'll approach it? I think it'll be damage limitation. Um, we see this from a lot of teams, especially like it's a, it's a free hit for them to basically put 11 men behind the ball. I really do think that they will... They'll just try and frustrate tomorrow. I think it'll be one of the uh, one of the slow starts for us. Um, it's not looking up against an Aberdeen where Aberdeen will take it as a free hit and try and get the three points against you. I mm. think they'll just they'll just try and manage this game as best as they possibly can. Do we have enough to go and stick a few past them? I do think we do. I really do. Um, but I, I can see Mackay just basically trying to just play it down and. And, and and just make it very, very difficult for us tomorrow. Yeah, and that just kind of brings us on to the scoreline. So uh, I can't bring myself to check, Paddy, how many of these we got right or wrong last season. <laughs> certainly more wrong than right, but uh, we'll leave the stats where they are. But coming to you now for your first scoreline prediction of the season, what do you think we'll see? I think we'll go off to a quick start tomorrow, um, and then I just think we'll, we'll maintain uh, the pressure. I'm going for 3-1 tomorrow. 3-1. So I've gone for... Slightly more optimistic. I've gone four 0 Right. Um. I think there's just a there's there's a bit of momentum behind Celtic just now. There's a new manager buzz. There's players playing for their future. There's players playing to impress. 
And I think despite the fact that, yeah, we've lost Jota, we've lost the creativity of an Aaron Moy and, and there's still some bodies to come in. There's just more than enough about the squad at this moment in time. You could certainly question if we're ready for Europe and that's a separate debate. But mm-hmm. we're certainly ready for Ross County yeah. and I just think we'll, we'll get into it with real confidence tomorrow. I agree with you there. I really do. And hey, listen, you know, I'd happily take 4 now. <laughs> but I, I, I just think that uh, they, they will they want to prove a point because as you mentioned, even about the, the Greg Taylor thing, the full team will be here in the mum like the, the murmurings of are they ready? Is this a good enough? Are we weaker than last season? Um go go and prove, go and prove people wrong. You know, that's all you can do and, and put everything into it. Um, we've seen some horrible first seasons and some second seasons for, for footballers for Celtic and they've just became absolutely brilliant at some point in their careers as well so everyone can improve be great to yeah. see if some can and I think the I think the hunger's definitely there and again this comes from Callum McGregor you know, it comes to the top down but it gets to him as the, the on-field leader and you can see and hear in him that despite sweeping the board last season you know you pick up every trophy on offer domestically there's still that hunger to go and do it again can you do it in a more stylish way can you somehow improve on what you're doing and there's obviously that um target as well of improving in europe so i think that the players are on their toes it's been a good pre-season all round and i think they'll be ready to go from tomorrow paddy as we start to wrap this one up any final thoughts and comments ahead of the game oh just excited can't wait to to get into another season um just Looking forward to seeing seeing the friends before before and after the game as well, and just just that buzz of getting to Celtic Park. I hope it's not too much a nightmare with the cycling championships on, but uh, I, I I just can't wait to get in my seat and just kick off another another brilliant season with this brilliant team. So can't wait, you know. Yeah, nice one, but it's another big day to look forward to. So after a busier summer than most of us anticipated, the time for talking is nearly over. With Celtic finally getting back to it on Saturday in the twelve thirty kickoff. For Brendan Rodgers, it will mark his competitive return to Celtic Park, and for him and the players, it represents the first step on the road to defending the treble. We'll be back here on the Celtic Exchange Plus shortly after the final whistle to bring you our match reaction. But in the meantime, from myself and Paddy, thanks for listening and enjoy the game. (laughs) 